All right, welcome to the show, everyone. This week's Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency podcast that we call Tennessee Wildcast. Good to have you here. Jason Harmon's here. How's it going, Doug? Todd's here somewhere. I'm going good. I'm excited about our show today. It's going to be a good show, I it's, believe. It's, uh, I'm excited, too. It's a record-breaking kind of show today. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that big deer that was taken in Tennessee a week or so ago, and and I got a good, great guest in here to talk about that. Before we get there, though, we got some other things to tell them because you were out there getting your own world. Well, you were out there getting your own deer. Yeah, that's all right. Hey, you got a deer. It's not I'm a world record. We'll show that in a minute. How's yeah, that? Yeah, we will. A lot of stuff going on. Deer season, big season opening this weekend. It is conventional gun season time. Yep. And it's uh, one of the most popular days of the year for deer hunters. And I want to remind everyone that the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency will have check-in stations. Across the state, if you want to take your deer in to those, it really helps with data collection for the agency. It's mm-hmm. your part in helping the agency with data collection. And you can see all of those listed out on our in our newsroom on our website at tnwildlife.org. You can see everywhere that the agency is going to be. Yes, you can check in on your cell phone or online. This new vendor service we got is going real well. And the you online, can do that. The, you can on help the phone us. works out great. I <clears> did that this past Friday, and it was slick and easy. It just yeah, awesome. Pretty seamless so far, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's been going pretty good. And I think you're going to like the services. And what we're talking about is the, the folks that sell your licenses also help with a lot of other things, including getting your deer checked in and all that stuff with the vendor service we got. Yep. Uh, Brent services. So um, hopefully it's all going well for you. And, again, if you if you got time and you can check out where our check stations are, it really helps them collect data on your deer. And they work it anymore. We work it the first Saturday of muzzleloader and the first Saturday – of the gun season. And then there's other wildlife management areas at work and other things that go on, but this is the biggest data collection time for us. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. And we've been talking about this multiple weeks, you know, uh, but here's the new license on the screen. If you're watching, it's mm-hmm. a paper copy. Now you can keep as many copies as you need in your, in your wallet, in mm-hmm. your bag or whatever. And, uh, and you can also have it on your cell phone. Yeah. So you really can, it's really easy. And if you lose it, you go in on your own computer and you run a copy off. Even if you buy it from a store that you've been buying it at for, 25 years if you lose it you could go in on your home computer and if you got a printer and run it off and yep. keep that copy and go to your local go. library and print it off go, there you go go to your library print it off go to your buddy's house and print it off do whatever or keep it on your cell phone and and that will help you so that's going on and there are still some of you that are going to get that receipt style we've been talking about that that looks like a kroger receipt or whatever yeah. there are about a quarter of the stores left that are smaller stores that are still going to be using that procedure so you some of you will still be getting that yep. Okay, but you can still go home and run you off paper copy. Yeah. All right. Uh, small game. We hadn't talked about that much lately, and we need to get some folks in here to talk about small game. But our deer, our, our rabbit season is underway. Our quail season is underway in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. There was a, once upon a time I loved the the rabbit season, but I really liked it toward the end of the year uh, more than the beginning. So you're going to see rabbit hunters get out there more and more because I think they know as well as anybody that it just gets better as you get toward February and. And they really get active out there. But it's time to go now. And if you can find some quail, good luck and go have a good time hunting those two. Yeah, and your guide, page 16, 17, roughly, in your hunting guides, your small game seasons. It um, is. It is. Everything's in the guide. And, and another important guide that is the waterfowl is guide. this one right here. Yeah, you want to show that? Whatever one you're putting them on. Yeah, this is the, the waterfowl guide. And it is out. And the waterfowl season actually has already started. It did start. It's over now the first weekend of a real foot lake. Right. That's done. Now there's going to be an opening weekend here 
in the rest of the state and that's a week after next look at your guide it's late december i mean it's late november when it starts stops again and then it starts all across the state on december the third then it's open everywhere december the third on deep into january so that's going on too now Mm -hmm. let's show show what you did show what i did yeah okay or did you have something else in mind uh no we can show them all right all right we're going to Pass over a slide, though. Don't pay attention to this. We're going to keep our guest a secret for just a second. <laughs> All right. Way to go. All Ooh. right. Here, here it comes. Here it comes. Drum roll, please. And there's a little four-point. <laughs> All right. Is that what you did? Got you a little muzzle yeah, over there? Yeah, that's my son there. He's holding it up, displaying Tucker. it for me. But uh, Tucker's in it, isn't he? Tucker, he was loving it. He was like, where'd the bullet go in? <laughs> he right. was all in it, so now, this is it. This is at least you were, your second hunt. You're actually two for two on shooting, right? I've shot twice. I've been hunting twice. Right. What I'm trying to say is you had a chance twice. Yes, both I hunts. missed the first time. That's Thanks okay. for bringing that up. That's though. all right. It happens. <laughs> uh, we all do. But you, you've had two good hunts so far. Yeah. Uh, seen deer both times, and I was sitting at the at the house yesterday, and a six-pointer walked through the backyard. So that I was, was talking cool. to you when that happened mm-hmm. on the telephone. Yeah, on the cell phone. So that's uh, way to go, Tucker. He looks like he's he's ready. He's ready. He's wanting. To How go. did he like that first hunt with you? Oh, he loved it. He stayed. In the, we stayed out there about an hour and a half. Seen three deer and and. Uh, he was he was good. He loved it. So, so. you think he's the future? I he's going to be hooked. out there with you. He's always wanting to go hunting. So. All right. Well, don't forget about that fishing part too. Okay. Okay. All right. You got to so, take us in your boat though. I will. Well, I will take you in my boat if you'll take him. Uh, right. So you are one buck down. That is count as buck. I got I got one easy. buck and I got one left. I can okay. shoot one more for the season. All right. And we'll remind all these folks that are going out this week. If you don't know it yet, and you probably some of you probably don't. If you kill a deer and it has antlers that break that hairline if it's that long breaking that hairline you've harvested a buck right okay keep that in mind mm-hmm. it's called an antler deer now but it's it's also called a buck yes so all right all right let's introduce dale i think we need a drum roll dale grandstaff we can do that all right dale grandstaff <laughs> captain dale scrap dan scrap dale grandstaff <laughs> sorry dale dale has been working with the agency for a pretty good while now for since 98 since 98 and a lot of you know dale as the wildlife officer in montgomery county because you were there for many years 16 plus years around that started out in sullivan county uh, as my first duty station then transferred to montgomery within about a year and a half uh being with the agency and then i've been there ever since okay and jerry odom is over there yes my name's today jeremy's there he's been there a long time too and but you're a captain now so you're not really assigned to montgomery county anymore are you no still live there still work there still enjoy hunting there um but i work all over district 21 which is the 12 county area in northern middle tennessee from montgomery in the west all the way over to macon in the east down okay. to cannon and over to dixon that that block put more miles on that truck now yeah okay yeah. And, and uh who replaced you over there not that uh, they could replace you dale uh well we had a transfer coming out of houston county from region one with nate thompson okay and uh he's been working about two I and a half three years now nate just a few days ago down at yeah. region two he's so. doing a good job over there everybody kind of likes him and he, he enjoys the area good deal yeah, yeah. he's a, he's a nice guy and gonna be a good officer for a long yes. time all right dale you you always and you and you and jeremy really always are around something that's happening that's big i don't know how y'all do it <laughs> but y'all are always around it and and you certainly have been in recent years and you happen to be near what might be to date the most historic deer of a certain kind of a whitetail but of a certain kind of whitetail ever taken in the world possibly so, yes. possibly it's possible and even if it's not it's certainly it's in the still top unbelievable yeah yeah so it's incredible this is a deer we're talking about that was it was killed in Sumner County. Yes, or into around the Gallatin area, and tell us all about it. Um, 
Well, you know, we we as officers, typically we hear about big deer. We know that they're out there, and so we kind of uh, watch those areas and just make sure that uh, someone doesn't poach it or shoot it from the road. So we knew about this deer a uh, few weeks or so in advance. And um, uh, so we knew that when it was going to, if it was harvested, we are going to hear about it. And um, so last Monday morning, um, I was in the tree stand. That's November 7th, right? Yes, Correct. yes, okay. yes. Uh, I was in the tree stand actually hunting myself. I'd worked Saturday, Sunday. I went hunting myself that morning. And uh, I'd actually shot a deer at like 7.15. And uh, two minutes later, my phone buzzed. I looked at it, and I'm like, they got him. So I was excited, but then I was also excited that this deer was just taken. And uh, um, so lots of pictures are coming through, lots of information on it. And uh, uh, I was processing my deer, getting it out of the woods, and I eventually got a phone call from the young man who, who shot it. Someone gave me my number, wanted me to score it. Um, so I went there, not as an agency employee that night. I, it took me a while to get over there that day, but I knew they, they were going to clean it up and get it to the point of just a uh, skull plate and the rack. But I went as a uh, as an official Boone and Crockett score. I didn't go as an agency employee. Okay. I went as a as a score and uh, uh, went to the gentleman's um, uh, the place they they had it there. And uh, when I walked in and saw it from the field photos they had to the actual rack, I knew that it was going to be something crazy. Um, so when we started working on it and scoring it, uh, of course it was going to be a green score and uh, not precise precise like I would if I'm going to. Uh, do it after the drying period but i knew that i was going to get a close score on it Uh, and when i started working on it i got the right side finished and i I just said let me just add this up real quick so i added it up and when i got to the number and then i just said okay you can just about double this number and when i doubled it i knew that this was going to be definitely over 300 inches and uh, I've never had my hands on something like that before. Okay, let's back up just <clears throat> in case some folks may, they're interested in the subject, but they may not be deer hunters. Dale, what do you mean when you say 300 inches? And we also this was scored as an atypical deer. What does all that mean? Okay, this deer, um, <clears throat> you know, most deer are going to have a typical rack. And when they have a typical rack, um, I, I brought one. This is, this is what I would call a typical rack. Uh, it's going to have a, a G1 g2 g3 g4 and a main beam or it could just be a this would be probably a 10 pointer uh five by five five on the left side five on the right very typical very symmetrical no kickers no points coming off anywhere other than the normal points coming off the main beam so that's a typical rack this would be a non-typical rack i said atypical non-typical is the right word non-typical yes non-typical where you have a g1 a g2 a G3 and a main beam, but you also have what we call trash or kickers coming off. And these are non-typical points. Coming. Trash can be very beautiful. Yeah, right. trash can be beautiful, <laughs> yeah. especially on this tucker buck. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But this uh, this would be a non-typical point, so it could go in the non-typical category. So Boone and Crockett recognizes two categories, mm-hmm. the typical rack okay. and the non-typical rack. Okay. So a typical has to make a minimum of 170, 170 inches on its head, after deductions, I'll talk about that in a second. After deductions, it has to hit 170 um, to make the Boone and Crockett record book. A non-typical rack has to hit 195 after deductions to make the Boone and Crockett record book. Okay, Boone and Crockett's a club, right? Boone and Crockett is the official time. scoring uh, for all of uh, North American big game. Um, that's what we as a state recognize. Okay. Any of our, uh, any of our. Uh, uh, 
if we have, let's say we have some type of competition or a statewide deer classic, we do the uh, Boone and Crockett scoring. Okay. There's also Pope and Young and the Long Hunter Society, but Boone and Crockett is what we officially use. Okay. Yeah. Um, so and, anyway, they you, this one scored... You were talking about the non-typical has to be 190? The, the non-typical has to be 195 okay. net. And wow. when you say net, there is a typical rack within every rack. There's always a typical rack. So so within this rack, there is a typical rack in here. There's a typical four-point side here. One, two, three, four. Mm, okay. So within every rack, even this t- Tennessee Tucker Buck, there's a typical rack within that. You just have to find it. You score that typical rack. You take off deductions and then you add all the trash to it. That's how you score it. Trash. And okay. people people don't like the. <laughs> That's good trash. Doug. That's good. People trash. don't like net. They don't like the net score. They want to know what the gross score and gross is what it grew on its head. Yeah. So when I scored this deer in particular, the gross that I gave it, and I say gross green. Green means it has not dried for sixty days. Um, after the sixty day drying period, I will give it an official score. But green means I scored it before it's dried. Now, when it dries, it'll it may shrink a little bit. It may not, but we just Boone and Crockett requires it to be dried for sixty days. Um, once it dries for sixty days, um, we've got a uh, we've already got it set up in January to. Uh, I will score it. Yeah, we want photographs. I, yeah. I will yeah. score it. We may be there for but, that one. But I'll have a lot of our Boone and Crockett uh, official scores from the agency mm-hmm. Region Two. We'll be there, and I'll bounce ideas off of them. Okay. Um, so they'll be watching closely. What they're going to say? Okay, I'm going to say. What do you guys, it's so difficult. It's not a, it looks very difficult and it's going to be difficult, but it's, it shouldn't be that difficult once we get the typical rack. How long did out. you spend measuring it the first time while it was, while it was still wet? Probably two hours. Two uh, hours? At least, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, probably at least two hours. Just, and it didn't take that long to figure out the typical rack. And I'm looking at the screen above mm-hmm. you there, but once you figure out that typical rack, then it becomes a little easier to say, okay, all this other stuff is going to be just added to it when you figure out how much. Is, is growing there okay um, so there's only two or three or four and we've got a good story on facebook dale's in um about it but there's only a ha- less than a handful of deer that ever scored over 300 inches yes. in in, on in the world in the world yeah free range we always want to say free, free range, range because correct. there are high fence pins that oh, have yeah. these cr- freakish deer that are over 400 inches i mean it's just crazy is that because they can feed them all the they time they can feed and them and they can, them they they can they genetically live? manipulate them oh, yeah. you know they yeah, can sure. they can just keep growing and growing um, but you know, this deer from all accounts, we, we've, uh, we've seen trail camera pictures of it. We've seen, uh, photographs from cell phones. We've seen videos from cell phones of this deer in backyards in the area. Um, so we have no reason to believe this is not a free range, truly legitimate whitetail from Tennessee. Dale, a couple of years ago, there was a buck killed also in Sumner County near the city of Hendersonville. Yes. That was... We have it. We have it because we confiscated it, mounted it for education reasons. It's a hoss. It's a beautiful, beautiful deer. But you guys heard about it for a long time before this person poached it. Yes. This deer, you said y'all had heard about it because I surely had not heard about it in, in Nashville. But some of you were aware that it was out there. This this particular Tucker yeah. buck. Yeah. The one you are speaking of earlier, that, that was a 200-inch buck. And so out of Sumner County, he didn't have the trash that this Tucker buck has but he's still got 200 inches. Yeah. So it would have been easy if that deer had, had a lot of stickers on it to have gone well over 200. He just didn't have those stickers. Um, but, yeah, we heard about this deer. We knew about this deer. And, uh, you know, we, we as officers, keep it quiet because well, sure. it causes a stir. And if somebody's hunting it, we don't want to, you know, we don't want 
50 people driving by the spot while he's hunting it or, or trying to poach it or, okay. you know, we just kept it quiet also. I don't think we've said it, but the person that, that killed this there is Stephen Tucker. He's 26 years old. He's from Gallatin. And you say he's a nice guy. I haven't met him yet, but we want to get him on here or go find him and do an interview with him about this deer. But did he know? He knew it was a big buck. How could you not? But did he have any idea that it was? You know, big? I've told, I've had a lot of people call me wanting to do interviews or story, you know, story about this deer. And I said, you know, that's Stephen's story to tell. That's his deer. <clears throat> um, I think he honestly knew it was a big deer, but had no idea it was this big. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far as the hunt. Um, that's his, that's his story. Okay. You know, I, I want him to tell that story to whoever he wants to, but it was, I think he knew it was a big deer, mm-hmm. but did not know it was anything like this. He his t- friends knew it was probably big. You know, when he shot it, I think his buddies all realized what he had shot, but he still didn't know what he had shot. All right. And this was taken with a muzzle loader. Will it stand the test of time as a muzzle loader with his 300 inches? Were the other ones taken with muzzle loaders or were they taken with conventional firearms or archery or, um, well, we'll go back. We'll start with the top. There's a the, what's called the Missouri Monarch, and it's about a 333-inch non-typical deer, so 333 on its head. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have the Ohio Hole in the Horn deer, um, and it's around 220 or 320-something. Um, those two deer were found dead. Those are the only two free-range. They're the top. They're number one and number two. But not taken by They were not taken by a hunter. Okay. The third, current third record is 307 and 5 eighths, maybe something around that. And it was taken by a 12 year old boy with a muzzleloader in Iowa. Um, that's the current. Does it have world a name record. too? Um, you know, I'm not sure if they, they if I'm they, sure okay. they gave it a name. Well, this one's uh, a Tennessee Tucker Buck, right? Yeah, this is the Tennessee Tucker Buck. I like Buck. that alliteration <laughs> yeah. there. That's cool. Yeah. Tennessee yeah, like Tucker Buck. It's got my son's name in it. I like yeah. it. Then. Yeah, I was going to transition from the Tucker Buck on the screen you had a few yeah, minutes ago. Yeah, there's the a Tucker Buck and there's a Tucker Buck. Yeah. But those three of the top three. Uh, and then you have a, two more that are over 300 inches. One was taken, uh, I think, in Ohio by uh, uh, maybe, a, no, Indiana by a uh, shotgun. And the other was taken in Iowa by a uh, crossbow, I believe. Wow. Okay. When so, you say shotgun, do you mean slug or you mean shotgun slug? Shot or, shotgun, yeah. slug shotgun slug in Indiana. Slug. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so those are the uh, five that are over 300 inches that I'm aware of. Uh, this deer from Tennessee you know, like I say, it's a green score. It could shift either way a little bit. But if the score that I gave it as a green holds up, it would be about um, half an inch or so bigger than the current uh, hunter harvested world record out of Iowa. Can all that trash shrink that much? It could a little bit, but I was conservative on some scoring. Oh, you so were. it could go up a little bit. Oh, it okay. could go down, yeah. but it could actually go up a little bit. Wow. So it, we won't know until we put our hands on it again in January. But at the very least, it, if it's not number one, it's still going to be number two or number three. I'll put it this way. No matter what happens, he will still have over 300 inches of antler on his head. Okay. No matter which way it goes. Which means it easily, and that was a great buck taken by Dave Wattell. Dave Wattell. Yeah. In 2000, 244 and a few eights. And, yeah. I mean, and that's just a, down the road. That's a big boat. Yeah. What is it about Sumner County? Now, listen, Sumner County, don't come rushing to Sumner County because no. it's mostly private property. Yeah. But what is, what's special about well, Sumner you, County? You look at, uh, I've always looked at it as Sumner, um, Olive Robertson, most of Montgomery, a portion of Stewart, and a portion of Macon. All these are northern. They're all northern tier, touching Kentucky, and touching a great big ag zone up there. So good soil, uh-huh. good ag zone. Lots of row crops, uh, but lots of cover for the most part. Um, so they've got food and they've got cover, and uh, it has the ability to grow these giant deer. And uh, a lot more people now are letting younger deer walk, and we're 
we're starting to see a few deer show up that are that, that are a result of that. Now, I've seen a few comments out on Facebook that uh, this two-buck limit that we started two years ago is already working. It's a little <laughs> it's quick. It's already working. That. Yeah, it's already done. Yeah, yeah. it's done its job already. Um, no, this deer just happened. I, I'm assuming, I don't know, this deer was in a spot where he was kind of overlooked uh, for a couple of years, and uh, and then all of a sudden somebody sees him and, and he gets uh, kind of uh, into a spot where he can be hunted, you know. Um, what uh, is it stipulate? Is it speculation to say that he would have had a rack this big next year? Do we know? Is there any way we know that? No way to tell. I mean, I'm sure it would have been big, but he could have broken part of it off. The only damage that I saw to this deer, he would have had a higher score and more points. Uh, I scored him as a 47 pointer. 47. Thank you. I'm glad you said that. 47 points. Uh, the Wattel buck has around 50, okay. which is same county, just down the road, uh, 16 years ago, taken. Um, so two of our our two biggest bucks ever killed in the state are just a few miles apart in the same county. Both of them have multiple points of around 50. And that one taken last year was no slouch. No, the one like taken last ago. year was around 20-something yeah. points. Um, this deer, um, you know, uh, 47 scoreable, but it had two broken off, which would have made it 49. Mm-hmm. And some of the points that are on it that are scoreable are broken. So it could have grossed somewhere in the neighborhood of, uh, if each one of the points broken off were five inches, which a lot of them are five inches or more, uh, that would have been another 10 inches added to it, which would have been up to uh, 323. Plus the points that are broken off would have bumped it on up to closer to 330. Wow. So the world record is 333. This, If he had nothing broken off, he could have possibly had more. Yeah. Is it a massive rack? I mean... Have you you've thrown it up there some, yes, I guess. Yeah. Is it a massive rack if you held it? Is it is the, are the beans big around? Or? It's it's not one of those heavy, massive that you that you that you would think. It's not massive. The thing about this rack that gives it a score, a high score, is the time length, mm-hmm. the points. Mm-hmm. Mass gives you a decent score. Um, spread gives you a decent score. Beam length gives you a decent score, but time length blows your score up you said there wasn't a lot of spread on this deer about 14 and a half inches i've I've seen so many of those at checking stations i can't remember them yeah it just has time length the g2s uh on this deer which are the second points coming off the main beam they're 14 inches long and each g2 Hmm. has around 30 inches of abnormal growth coming off of it so there's 60 inches of non-typical growth on two points yeah yeah wow wow you want to show us something um that was interesting about his you actually have we don't have his rack we hope to get that when dale brings it into score with with steven is he coming with you when, uh, he'll, he'll be here yeah okay but you do have its bottom jaw steven let me and i told him i'd get it back to him uh, you know the, to me um they probably thought nothing about this jaw they had it just to see what it what we thought the age was but to and me tell them how you tell age real quick uh, age you know unless you absolutely know when it was born and then it's a year old, two year old, three year old. The only way to really know is you can look at the body, you can look at the rack, but the way you really know is to look at the teeth and uh, and look at where. And it's a guess a lot of times, but there are ways you can tell that it's definitely a year and a half or definitely two and a half. But after you get to two and a half, the where you have to look at it closely. And and that night when I looked at it, I said this deer was three and a half just based on the pictures I saw in the field, the trail camera photos, and the tooth wear. Now when I say that, I always say. When I look at it as a three and a half, I always say, but it could probably be a four and a half. Because when I look at tooth wear, I always bump it up a year and mm-hmm. say it's possibly a four and a half. Mm-hmm. And that's my thought still. Uh, I got four people to look at it yesterday, biologists, uh, region two uh, folks. And uh, out of the five that looked at it, four said three and a half and one said four and a half. 
So again, I think we look at it and we say three and a half, but it's probably four and a half. Just, okay. just I just bump it up. And it's the wear on the teeth. Wear on the teeth, and you just look at the. You don't look at the incisors at the front. Hold them up. We'll get a close up of this shot. But yeah, okay. You're looking at these teeth. Um, you know, on on the lower jaw, these teeth, and and as they age and as they eat, these things wear down. Okay. And, and you just have to, you look at hundreds or so over the years, and you kind of get an idea. Um, and uh, here's another one we've got. So, this is just a jawbone, just to, for comparison. And this one we've got on it is three and a half. And uh, it's similar. The the Tucker Buck may have a little bit more wear, uh, which, again, leads me to think it could be a four-and-a-half-year-old deer. Uh, but it wasn't a big deer. Okay, and then you showed us an, what might be an abnormality okay, with, its, let with me, its incisors. Let me just show everyone a, a normal a normal jawbone. These are the uh, molars uh, where they grind their food, they eat acorns, corn, whatever they're eating. They're going to grind it with these teeth. But deer are browsers, so they use these little incisors in the front to break off twigs. You okay. can kind of see that. Yep. Uh, these are little sharp teeth, just like our incisors in the front, to break uh-huh. stuff off. Well, uh, as a deer's walking through the woods, they're taking twigs and breaking them and, and eating them, breaking, browsing, browsing through the woods. Um, the tucker buck was very unusual, which I don't think I've ever seen a deer like this. It has no incisors. And you probably can't see that, but there are no front teeth on this lower jaw. And it doesn't mean he's old. It just means they were never there. There are no, there are no little uh, spots for teeth. There are no broken off teeth. There were just never any teeth. And it's very loose. Like there's no bone up there for it to be attached very, very good. I, I, you know, it's just all speculation. So this deer, for him to walk through the woods and browse like a normal deer, he probably couldn't do that. So he was eating all summer leafy matter, leaves, uh, maybe uh, soybean leaves, corn leaves, uh, honeysuckle leaves, leafy matter. And then in the fall, he, was, he could easily pick up acorns. He could pick up corn off the ground. He could pick up any hard and soft mast and eat it. But it would probably be difficult for him to walk through the woods like a deer typically would in browse. All right, total speculation. But that, could oh, that yeah. have anything to do? I mean, no, I mean total is what I'm going to ask you now. Does that have anything to do with his size? He, he think could. He you never, his diet... His diet of total leafy matter and hard mass, whatever he was eating, could have blown his rack up. That's speculation. Okay. You know, what about it's the, number, the number of teeth? The, the one you showed, three and a half, has fewer teeth. Um, well, Does that matter, it, it's, it's probably the length of the jawbone, uh, the size of the deer. Yeah. Uh, the size of the deer, they all should have the same amount of teeth, but the size of the jawbone, the length of it, will determine kind of how far they, they, they go out on the okay. jawbone. Yeah. Yeah, this deer's a little bit longer jawbone. The, the tucker buck was not that big of a deer. It didn't yeah, look they, like in the pictures. Weight, it wasn't huge. Wise. I think they guessed it around 150. Okay, which isn't. And that's the, wasn't huge. That's one of the first questions you get. How much did it weigh? But that's not what the Boone and Crockett. We don't go off that. Boone and, Crockett, Boone and Crockett is all about the antlers. It's all about symmetry. And you have to find the typical rack within that non-typical rack. You score that typical rack. And then you add all the junk or the trash back on top of it. Yeah, Stephen Tucker's trash is a treasure right is that how that goes <laughs> awesome. what what the way i've looked at this deer is um i scored the typical rack inside and i grossed it around 158 the typical rack mm-hmm. the non-typical antlers uh, the non-typical antler growth i have it at 155 so if you just add 155 and 158 you're hitting that okay over 300 mark is this a financial thing for him could this be a lucrative deer for steven tucker are we talking about that or does that even come into play with this it could be and you know i'm uh again i've gotten a lot of calls from people wanting me to to 
to uh, magazines, wanting me to talk about Got it. One in here, I want to show you in a minute. And and so I just I I, I said no. It's his it's his deer to tell the story. I'm talking about you know as an agency and scoring it as an official scorer, but he is his phone is getting blown up. Yeah. Um. He he's I'm sure it's overwhelming for him. Um. He just needs to kind of take a breath and decide what direction he wants to go with this thing because it could be worth a bit a little bit of money for the him. world record smallmouth 11 pounds 15 ounces it's been around for 50 years or something 60 yeah. years is this the, is this the equivalent of breaking that world record smallmouth bass probably yeah. yeah it's it's uh you know the deer people are managing it more and more and the antlers are getting uh crazier bigger and bigger but uh this world record could be broken you know it could be broken in the next few years the the other deer that was killed in sure. 2000 I think 2003 in Iowa. So it, it hasn't been that long that the non-typical record was was uh, uh, taken in Iowa. So I would look for in the next 10 or 15 years another one to uh, to break this record. Regardless, this one could become a world record for a while, but it will still be one of the biggest deer in the Boone category ever taken. Yes, for a long time. Yes, for a long. It'll long, be in the top time. for a long time. All right, yeah. Dale. Uh, you're going to come back. We're going to have okay. you back here in a week or so, and we're just going to talk about deer hunting and even finding deer sheds and stuff like that stuff that Dale's really good at. And we'll touch on this deer another time or two if you're okay with that. Okay. And uh, when they measure this deer sometime in January, Todd and Jason and I and Lee Wilmot and Don King, we're all going to go take pictures of this. Some pictures and, and video of this. Yes. Document yeah. it. All right. All right, everybody. Jason. Hey, thanks for watching this show. Uh, we're out there everywhere at tmwildcast.com, tmwildlife.org. And uh, don't forget about our trophy room. I'll throw that up there real quick. Uh, send in your trophies to our trophy room. Just hashtag your photos, TN Trophy Room, on your favorite social media site, and it'll end up right there on our Whether board. it's a Tucker Buck or a Tucker Buck. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, we'll see you. Thank y'all.